This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 33. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome back to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. Now, despite all of your hard work, do you ever feel like you're treading water, not really making the impact or seeing the growth that you'd like to in your business? Now, my guest today is going to share her insights and key steps that has enabled her to build her business from strength to strength. Joining me today is Jess Jones. She is the quintessential networker. She's driven. She's a passionate entrepreneur who thrives on connecting and supporting Australia's regional businesswomen of caliber. And as the founder of Business Women's Community, Saw Collective, and as the startup business coach and speaker, she's transformed the way business owners network with each other. Saw Collective connects and supports regional businesswomen of caliber through online community, authentic networking events, and practical workshops. And on today's show, Jess is going to share how to identify a gap in the market and build a business from it, how to grow an engaged and loyal community, as well as some tips on marketing your business. So welcome to the show, Jess. Thank you very much, Amory. What an intro. <laughs> One of the things that we do in uh, this series of Women in Leadership podcast is to share some milestones of each of our guests. So let me do that for you now. So you've got an incredible, diverse community of inspiring businesswomen from all over Australia. And I think Saw Collective now is in three locations in Victoria, and you've got plans to go interstate next year, yes? Absolutely, yes. We've got a list of the regions and areas around Australia we'd love to be in and connect with other business women. Yes. Uh, we're just looking at our fourth location that will probably be launched by the end of the year too. Yeah, that's fantastic because I know uh, a number of years ago when I was still working in the career industry, one of the things that kept coming up was the CDAA, which was a group, uh, you know, the career professionals around Australia was saying that so many regional areas were not able to tap into the training the resources that were run and, and you know, local um, cities and things like that. And the same same thing, business women, business men who are in regional Victoria and regional uh, across the, you know, Australia, were not able to really leverage any of these events. So here you've come and you've developed something that enables them to tap into to lots of great resources. Yeah, that's right. Look at, it's one of those things. I think some people go away from the city to escape the the rat race for a bit of a change of pace and mm -hmm. others are, you know, born and bred in, in regional and rural areas. And when it comes to starting your own business, there definitely seems to be a lack of 
uh, resources and funding and events and workshops and, and connected communities in the mm. regional areas and the other areas beyond the city. So yes. we're just hoping to do what we can to connect as many people as yeah. possible and help them build their business. Yeah, well, thank you for picking up that mantle and, and really driving that uh, for those women. And also, too, one last uh, milestone which I want to celebrate with you is that you had 60 attendees at your very first conference for businesswomen, SawCon, that was last year. Amazing. Are you running it again this year? We are on the 8th of October at Frankston Arts Centre. So we'd love to see 100 brilliant businesswomen attend this year. Fantastic. We'll certainly make sure to put a link on the show notes so that you can grab a ticket and come to this year's uh, conference for sure. So let's dive in. I I think we've touched a little bit on the fact that when you identify a gap in the marketplace, you can build a business from it. I think that's exactly what you've done with SOAR. Yes? Yes, that's right. I was living in the city myself um, for many years and running a previous business and I um, did, as many people do, decide to have a bit of a sea change and move to the lovely Mornington Peninsula from St Kilda West Mm -hmm. and had this business um, previously and the industry I was in was typically quite clicky and um, quite competitive and and I definitely didn't feel like I was part of any sort of community within the industry when I was Melbourne-based. But moving down to an area like the Mornington Peninsula, um, you know, for, for other listeners that are in Victoria, beautiful sort of beachside feel, um, only about 45 minutes from Melbourne depending on where you are, and mm-hmm. lovely community. And within a few months of being there, I was setting up coffee dates and trying to introduce myself to those in my industry and just to meet other business owners as well. And Mm. I very quickly was welcomed into the community as part of the industry I was in and the extended community as well. So I was very fortunate to, to have that happen. And I really noticed the difference between, you know, building a business outside of the city compared to building it in town. Mm. And I have to agree, Mornington is beautiful and my husband and I will often pop down that way uh, to catch the sunsets and take photos mm-hmm. there. It's one of my favourite spots actually and it really is a dynamic community and I, I f- follow a lot of the posts that you share on social media and you're really up to, to great stuff so congratulations with that. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that we need to be aware of and, and women who are listening today that will enable them to to really look and observe and take note of what's maybe a gap in their current marketplace because this can also allow them to really niche and fulfill a solution to a problem that currently is out there that they don't they haven't yet really fully grasped what are some things that we should start to do I think for, for myself I was fortunate enough that I I noticed it because it was happening to me I was mm. seeking a business community and uh, contacts and and wanted to grow my own network and while there were a couple of offers around the area they didn't quite resonate with me and I figured hey I can't be the only businesswoman looking for a particular type of event or workshop that's really suited to myself or my business and Mm -hmm. that's how it was sort of born and from there I was able to do some research and, and did find other business women saying, yep, you know, there are other events out there but I can't attend those times or I can't do weekdays or I have commitments, children, you know, office or mm. retail outlets to get back to so I can't leave for a brekkie or a lunch during the day. Um, there are other sort of offers that were, you know, a bit of a corporate feel and, and people didn't want that. You know, the networking industry has changed over the past few years for the better, I think. Mm-hmm. So. 
for me, it was really that it was happening to me. I, I realised that there was something missing and, and identified the opportunity from there. But I think for other people to do the same, the biggest tip I can give is to speak to your people. So mm. speak to your customers, connect with your community and really take advantage of the tools we have today like social media, you know, particularly Facebook and Facebook groups and there's so many ways now that we can get information from our tribe and go away and put together solutions to their problems. Mm. You know, we can ask them in real time, hey, what's your greatest challenge at the moment? How can I help you? How can I make your life better? How can I give you more time or more money or whatever it is that your customer or your client is seeking? Absolutely. I think both of those go hand in hand. You know, you may identify or someone may identify a gap in the marketplace because, yes, it's happening to them. Mm-hmm. How many times do we hear a story where someone has created a business idea, they've taken it to market, put all of that hard work behind it, then to hear crickets? No one really is is saying yes to that and that can be so, so disheartening. So absolutely, you've got the best, um, you know, feedback from people who are like you and who may also be experiencing that something else that I think is very important to recognize is that sometimes there may be other businesses similar to what you can offer or the expertise that you share that you are able to share to your clients yet the way you deliver it is quite unique and quite different from everybody else the experience that you create and that can often be what really um, encourages people to get behind you and and to say yes is that something else that you've also found as well absolutely i mean we we live in a pretty noisy age where there are there is a lot of competition and you know there's not a lot that's original these days outside Mm. the tech industry because you know there's such a a constant boom within the tech industry there's always going to be amazing apps and ideas coming out of that particular industry that haven't been thought of yet obviously Mm. one day they'll run out (laughs) yes but you know i think with uh, general industries there's everything's probably been done so Mm -hmm. you really do need to um, find a niche within your industry and have a really unique selling proposition and like you you mentioned the word experience experience is everything Um, i don't think people put enough time and energy into their customer service experience particularly looking after their current customers because there's always that you know that need to find uh, new customers and to get more sales and more leads um, I think people sometimes neglect their existing ones. They're, they're your gold. They're yeah. the people that can help you, you know, drive your business forward. And if you look after them, they'll be repeat customers. Yeah, for sure. You know, sometimes I think as women, and I, I say this about myself and also the feedback that I get from a lot of our listeners and other business women that I network with, when we look at what other people are doing and they may be like competitors, whatever you might call them, people that are offering similar services to ours, we can compare ourselves and then often take ourselves out of the running well there's so many other people in that industry or oh look I've just launched something and guess what now I can see that there's you know 10 other people offering that service it really is important to recognize what is it about you that is, is unique is it the experience the the expertise that you bring the community that you're creating and and just how you make people feel you know inspire and empower that in itself can be huge can't it and it really is to focus and I think I love what you said focus on what you really missed about something what your uniqueness is and really look at expanding on that strength as you continue to take whatever it is to to market because that's really what's going to differentiate yourself from everyone else. 
Yes, absolutely agree. Mm. Let's talk about how to grow an engaged and loyal community. You mentioned that networking has changed for the better. So are some of the things that you're talking about today relate to that and is going to support us in building that engaged and loyal community? Yes, definitely. Look, you know, there was a time where networking events were very salesy. Um, there was a real you know, masculine sort of energy about them. Um, there are lots of people sort of with the mentality of what was in it for them mm -hmm. rather than thinking about what was in it for the person they were meeting or connecting with. Uh, it was all about business cards and, you know, um, talking about how busy that you, you were and how many sales you had or how many customers you have. And I think that need for um, comparison and competitiveness has has moved on finally. Mm -hmm. you know, Thank and I goodness. think we're a lot more honest about how we are um, actually traveling with our business, thankfully, you know, because it's exhausting. Mm. No one wants to be putting up that front all the time. So I think we're fortunate that, you know, authenticity is a bit of a buzzword, but we really talk about having authentic networking events. And I say to them at almost every networking event we hold, I, I will start off by saying, you know, you need to have a bit of a no bull approach and it always gets a laugh, but it's true. Mm. You need to be really honest about where you're at and how you're actually going with your business and where you're feeling stuck and where you might need help because there's not going to be that true connection with anyone else that you're meeting if you're putting on this front that everything's great, life's good, business is, you know, doing really well and making so much money and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I think that thankfully that has shifted um, somewhat. I think there's still some events out there that, you know, um, work that way and that's okay. They're probably serving um, some people, you know, and some particular businesses. But I think particularly as business women, you know, we, we need to be a bit more um, authentic about when, where we're coming from and, and how we're doing. And that way as well, people can share experiences and skill sets and mm. hopefully we can help and support each other. Yes. I know from feedback that other people have mentioned, similar to exactly what you were saying, is that some of those old, old traditional ways of networking where it is a, an exchange of business business cards and let's do business or, you know trying to sell before they even really know who you are and what your struggles are yeah. that in itself is it's exhausting and I think women we do tend to to network slightly differently than men too I mean we are about the relationships first and I think it's important to get a balance isn't there because sometimes we can continue networking which is fantastic yet women don't often ask or say I'd love to work with you so there's a real balance that if there is a need and you have built that relationship remember to ask someone look I'd love to work with you you know what do you think and because yeah. otherwise we tend to well, I don't want to ask she can ask me she knows what I'm yeah. doing yeah, do you, right. yeah do you find that women you're, you're needing to educate them on that area too yes a little bit and I think it depends on uh, the industry that people are in as well mm -hmm. so some be a lot more confident about that than others but I think you know we really encourage collaboration I think collaborating yes. with another business is a fantastic way to be able to work together and serve two groups of audiences at once you know and you're benefiting both uh, groups of uh, customers there both businesses you know both business owners can network together can share contacts and share resources and I think that's a really clever way that women can work together mm. without being too concerned about the hard sell or yes you know, I think that's I, I don't think it's a resource that we use enough as mm -hmm. business women 
Yeah. I love the idea of collaborating because it enables you to build relationships with other incredible business owners who you would fully stand behind when you're recommending and then vice versa. You know the clients that you're being recommended uh, to work with you are going to be high quality as, as yeah. well. And let's face it, I'm sure we're not able to do everything for all of our clients. So it's great to be able to tap into other expert, other experts. Definitely. And if you have like-minded audiences and there's a very clear and, you know, equal value exchange, then mm. both parties win. Yeah, absolutely. I think also too, once uh, once I heard uh, a number of people saying, um, you, you may also believe this to be true, is that when we're networking, not only should we be looking for, you know, potential clients, but more so looking for the collaboration partners, for the referral partners and people that we can build a relationship with, just like what you're talking about, because that in itself has an ongoing long-term benefit. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I've said to some of the ladies sometimes as well that if you are at an event, you know, you try not to take a business card unless you're sure you're going to follow up with them. Mm. And if you can't see yourself having any sort of need to work with them and, and the same for them with your business, then I, I love to be able to go away and think about who I know that would benefit from that person's product mm -hmm. or service so I can still then you know give them something in some way and be able to follow up and say hey I know this great person who would be wonderful as a client for your business mm -hmm. yes and everything that you're talking about is so important it's the intention isn't it intentional yeah. relationships intentional networking intentional referrals and I think when we really go with that mindset and, and take that action that's when we really start to build that engaged and loyal community who know like and trust each other and will certainly refer and and share resources and at the end of the day isn't that much nicer even energetically than working in an environment where people are too scared to share anything because someone might rip off their idea or whatever oh, that that example that you shared about some of the inner city networking groups who are highly competitive I just don't even like going to those places because it's like you know I'm just going to find another sandbox to play in because I don't <laughs> like this one <laughs> but what you did you said I'm going to create my own and you did yeah. So. <laughs> yeah it is tricky because you don't want to come away feeling bad about yourself yeah. and sometimes you walk out and you feel a bit like oh yeah that wasn't really my cup of tea or you know I, I didn't quite fit in there and mm -hmm. if you can see it look people are smart these days and they can see straight through if you're not being your actual authentic self so yes. I think it's better for everyone if everyone just you know tells it as it is mm -hmm. and um, asks for help when they need it but I think you put you know a good point forward as far as women um you know it's a confidence factor as well mm -hmm. i think and i know that some people really get scared off by having to introduce themselves or their business to a you know a room full of people they've never met before mm -hmm. or even to um, explain what they do particularly if their pitch isn't perfected i know yes. that people panic a little bit and and it's a confidence thing i it think you need to go to networking events really with a a perfect pitch, um, mm. not salesy, but, you know, explaining what you do, who your um, customer is and what problem or, or you know, challenge your, your product or service mm. is a solution for them, um, you know, what, what you're actually doing for this particular customer. And I think that's 
an area where people start to panic a little bit just because they, they're not really confident in their pitch uh, or they have a bit of a fear of being judged mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, mm. that, that is something you don't want to struggle on when someone says, so tell me, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, you've got the stage and you really want to make sure that what you say engages with that yeah. uh, person because, you know, you often only get that one opportunity. So lots of golden nuggets in, in that. Thank you. Let's talk about some tips on, on marketing your business. Um, look, for me, starting Soul Collective, it, it really did start uh, from scratch because of Facebook. So when I was looking uh, out to see if there are other business women who felt the same way about me and wanted a particular event uh, or a networking group set up for them, I started off on Facebook and I went to my uh, local business women's group and I just jumped in there and started to read some of the challenges that the business women were facing, um, you know, some of the issues that mm-hmm. they were sort of dealing with on a day-to-day basis and then I was having a look at the other events and those sorts of things out there and then eventually sort of jumped in and asked the question, you know, do any of you meet up and are there any events that where, where we could sort of attend and get to know each other? Because I think at the time there might have been six or so, 700 in the group and that was, you know, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I figured there's got to be a lot of um, amazing women in here. We should be, you know, meeting face to face. Anyway, there wasn't anything set up and I had about 50 women come back and say, yes, please, it would be great to meet each other, you know. So we had about 12 actually turn up to the first first event and um, it was it was really interesting because it was a fantastic mix but I think um, just actually getting everyone offline and meeting face to face was the best part of that you know there was more connection then that they were meeting together rather than all being on Facebook so mm-hmm. that was how I did my initial sort of research and then from there we've never really besides the odd fa- facebook ad campaign we've never really advertised our events or our community it's all been um through social media and word of mouth referrals which has been fantastic mm-hmm. I, I really um love social media as a tool for for marketing and building your business if it's used well yes and i think some of the key things that you've mentioned and i just want to repeat for people who may not have picked up on this you've gotten so clear on the need the needs the desires the struggles of your ideal client and you've created this environment this community that really nurtures supports them and and their businesses and that is the reason why this continues to evolve and grow and take on almost a life of its own because of the fact that you've taken the time to really make sure that what you're delivering is what people need and that makes it so much easier than than everything that you do all of those little touch points in the social social media continues to really develop and, and grow that because you've taken that time yeah that's right and look we're constantly asking our members and the broader community what can we do for you mm-hmm. how can we serve you better where are you really stuck what resources can we give you, what information do you need, you know, that sort of thing. And we're trying to do as much as we can um, to to be able to deliver all of those things and really help everyone as much as we possibly can. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great marketing uh, tip. How do you market your business? Continue to ask really great questions from your clients or your ideal clients because they'll tell you in the answers 
that they uh, share with you. And so often we don't think of even doing that, do we? And yet there's this great community that you're sharing that you were able to tap into. And through their responses, you continue to create that community that, that uh, they know, like and trust and, and continue to recommend to others. So what would be one last tip that you'd love to share with people today? Uh, look, it's going to be a little bit repetitive, but I really think knowing what your ideal customer wants mm -hmm. and needs is is the biggest tip I can sort of talk about, and and that also knowing the answers to the questions, like you know, what are you what are you stuck on, what what challenges are you facing, that helps you go away and curate all your content as well. Yes. So you find out exactly what they're after, and you can go away and you can write blog posts on it, you can share helpful articles, you can. Uh, have social media posts, you can create products that, that they can download and, and services based around what they actually want. So as you touched on, I think, you know, the biggest thing is really knowing what your customer or client wants and providing everything you can according to that. Yeah, I think that's important. One uh, question I love to ask people because we're doing a bit of a, a tech theme throughout some of our shows. You mentioned Facebook already. Are there any other tools or software that you just can't live without and has been really quite integral to the ongoing growth of uh, the SOAR community? Uh, yes, I'm a massive fan of Canva and I mm -hmm. go on and on about how much I love Canva. <laughs> Explain to people that may not have heard of what Canva is. What is Canva? So Canva is, in a nutshell, it's graphic design for non-graphic designers. Mm -hmm. So very easy to use. I say that because I've been using it for quite a while now, but um, I remember when I first started using it, I found it easy to use. Basically, you can create really fantastic designs, um, flyers, Facebook ads, um, Facebook covers, Twitter headers, you know, email, newsletter headers, whatever you like, basically that's design. You can create in Canva. You can upload your own photos, your logo. There's all different elements that you can incorporate into your designs and it's fantastic, very mm. easy to use. And uh, you can use the whole uh, free version or there is also photos on there if you want to choose some of their stock photos. They're only a dollar each, so it's still pretty good. Mm. But, yeah, look, highly recommend Canvas for small business owners who are doing a lot of the things themselves. This will save you a lot of time. Yeah, I yeah, love Canva I'm... too. And that's Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Dot com. We'll put a link there. That was actually founded by um, by an entrepreneur in Sydney. I can't remember her name. Sally but, uh, yes, yeah. amazing, amazing. And you know what? When I found that out, I went, yahoo, because so many resources we use are US-based. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yay, and Aussie created this. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they've had some amazing investors um, mm -hmm. get involved as well. So what sort of goals do you have moving forward for the SOAR community? So as I mentioned, we are looking at a fourth location before the end of 2016 mm -hmm. and then hoping to move into state next year. So we've already had women contact us from other regional areas in Australia saying, hey, when are you coming or can oh, I wonderful. you know, host events for you or that sort of thing. So that's really exciting that the, the need is there and that the word is spreading. Um, besides that, we've got SawCon um, in October, as we mentioned, and a couple of other little things happening on the side, um, hopefully some exciting partnerships that we have meetings uh, around in Sydney next week. So I can't say too much for mm, now, but exciting. it's happening. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. And how can people find out more? So about our website you? is mm -hmm. sawcollective.com. That's S-O-A-R. 
And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all under Soar Collective. Very easy to find us. Fantastic. And, of course, we'll put all of the links on the show notes. And to go to the show notes, annemariecross.com forward slash podcast 33. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Anne-Marie. It's been wonderful. It certainly has. As I've done over the last few shows, I'm inviting one of my Microsoft brand ambassadors, the fellow Microsoft brand ambassadors, to share their tech tip and how we can use technology, whether it be the Microsoft Surface, an app or a process to help us streamline our business. Now, if you're using a Microsoft Surface Pro and have a favorite app or the way that you're using it in your business, let me know and I'll do a shout out on one of our shows. Send me an email at podcast at annemariecross.com. Anyway, let's dive into today's tip. So today we have Megan Yemmer, Tech Coach HQ with us again. Hey Megan, welcome and what tip do you have for us today? So I'm doing a series on OneNote and I've got a blog post I've just written for this purpose and it's about how to save your handwriting to text with OneNote. So what we're going to do is you'll convert, just like you can convert voice to text, you can also convert handwriting to text. So tip, it doesn't always convert perfectly, so be patient. So what you're going to do is you're going to Go into your ribbon, which is the bar at the top for those who don't know what the ribbon is in the Microsoft products, and you're going to select the draw tab. And right at the end, so you're going to draw a draw to type, you're going to draw away, highlight the section of your text, and then ink to text, and it's going to convert. So if it doesn't work, right click on the text and select as handwriting. So there's lots of different options, but that's a really good way, just like with voice to text. It might not always convert your handwriting because it might not be perfect. So give it a go. Mm. I'm just wondering, I know with Cortana and with the audio, she will get to know your your voice, your you know connotations and all that kind of stuff. Is that same the same with handwriting or not? Yeah, look, it is. And obviously over time, technology will improve so that handwriting recognition, but some people's handwriting it's is shocking. just like the doctor's yeah. and it won't, and it will never improve. <laughs> so in other words, increase the, um, the readability of, your handwriting could be a good exactly. choice. That's, that's, a, that's, a my, that's my tip for the day. Yeah. So how are you using that? Just give us some examples. So often I need to take uh, quick notes with clients. So I have a bullet point. So rather than me finding the bullet points and making sure it is, and I've got that also listed in my blog post, but I use it for just getting or checklists. Mm. I just need to quickly draw checklists for things, brain dumps. I don't want it formal. I just want it down. Yes. And then that's when I would convert it to text. Yeah, it's a great idea. You know, sometimes what I do, and I'm just thinking as you're explaining that, sometimes I like to do a bit of a brainstorm, a mind map with a pen and pa- you know paper, but obviously on, on uh, the surface. And once I've got those ideas, I can then take that handwriting, convert it to text, and then flesh out the article even further. So that's a great idea as well. Terrific. Megan, how can people find out more about you? Well, you can go to www.techcoachhq.com.au. You can also find me on Twitter at Megs Amanda on Instagram and Facebook under Tech Coach HQ. Terrific. And what we'll do, Megan, is we will put a link underneath um, this resource for your blog post so people can certainly tap across there, click across there and uh, read that blog post as well. Now, before we go, just for those of you who are transitioning your business from an 
hourly based business to something that you can provide programs and packages like VIP days or even home study courses or even three month or six months programs yet you're stuck trying to define your signature program why not go and sign up for one of our breakthrough roundtables to find out more go to annemariecross.com forward slash your signature program annemariecross.com forward slash your signature program that takes us to the end of another show i know that you've taken lots of notes notes are fantastic but go out and put those into action so that you can take your business to the next level if you haven't already subscribed to our itunes channel please go ahead and do that annemariecross.com forward slash podcast itunes while you're over there leave a rating and a comment because that helps us get our message out into the ears of other ambitious women in business and women leaders have a fantastic week. Reach out. Let me know. What did you love about this week's show and what action are you going to take? See you later, Jess. See you later. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.